my name's Brittany Switzer, and I run a progressive digital marketing firm, The Alternative Strategies. You know, I feel like I've been following progress since the very beginning, and they have really pushed Democrats in a way that many other organizations haven't been able to, to be more progressive on on issues and it's been really great to kind of watch them grow and watch them take on so many fights over the past decade. It's Wednesday, October 11th, 2023, and this is the Progress Texas Daily Dispatch. Rapid response on the breaking news stories Texas progressives need to know. I'm Chris Mosier. Starting again this morning with the ongoing special legislative session dedicated to a collection of Governor Greg Abbott's pet projects, school vouchers, front and center. Talia Richmond and Robert Garrett at the Dallas Morning News write that the most cherished prize of the governor's big money backers took a step towards reality yesterday as the school voucher initiative advanced on a party line vote by the members of the Senate Education Committee, 10 to 3 in favor of vouchers. After hours of testimony from parents, advocates, and teachers against the measure, Maya Pandy at the Texas Tribune writes that amongst those testifying against vouchers were disability rights advocates who raised concerns that private schools are under no obligation to properly serve students with physical or intellectual disabilities and will also be free to simply not admit children with disabilities. All of that, of course, fell on deaf ears. The voucher bill now goes to the full Senate, where it's expected to similarly pass on party lines. Senator Jose Menendez of San Antonio is on the Education Committee and was one of the three who voted against. He says that, as written, the voucher bill will, quote, allow for our limited tax dollars to be set aside to help subsidize private education without any guarantees. All of our constituents will be treated equally, unquote. Sergio Martinez Beltran at KUT Radio in Austin reminds us that in Texas, rural Republicans hold the line against school vouchers, or at least they have up until now. All eyes are on those House Republicans as vouchers appear to be breezing through the Senate. GOP Representative Stan Lambert of Abilene gives KUT his current position, which is that, quote, every dollar that we spend on a voucher is going to be a dollar that is taken away from being able to invest in public education. I still believe public education is our best option to give all 5.5 million students, which means increasing the basic allotment and increasing the amount of teacher salaries, unquote. But as we've talked about, the pressure on rural Republican reps is cranked way up at present. They're literally pitted between statewide hard right forces threatening to primary them out of office and voting to serve the families and school kids back home in their districts for whom public schools are the center of community and private schools are either rare, too expensive for most, or both. KUT talked to Republican Senator Robert Nichols of Jacksonville, who says he's with his people before he's cowed by the threats of his party's radical right, saying, quote, If you've got somebody that's going to run in a primary that's in my district that's out pushing vouchers, I'll beat them by 50 percent. That's not popular in my district, unquote. If you're listening from one of Texas's rural counties, these representatives are the last line against school vouchers in Texas. Be sure to voice your opposition. Last at the session yesterday for this morning, an issue that seems a bit throwback maybe, but dramatic Republican cosplaying seems to know no end. Will Dupree at KXAN-TV in Austin says members of the Senate Committee on Health and Human Services approved legislation yesterday that would expand the ban on COVID-19 vaccine mandates to apply to all private employers, including health care facilities. That's right. 
Hospitals, elderly care facilities, doctor's offices under this legislation will not be able to require their employees in regular daily close contact with vulnerable people to be vaccinated, notably specifically against COVID-19. No mention of any other vaccines commonly required by schools and employers, just covid Again, this is pure political theater, and even committee chair Senator Lois Kolkhorst of Brenham brought up that Montana has recently passed a similar law which was permanently blocked by the courts. Have we decided whether Elon Musk is a Texan or not? He definitely has action here between Tesla and Austin, SpaceX down on the coast, so I guess he's relevant enough to mention that he's made the radar of the European Union who has demanded answers from Musk on how he's controlling the flow of disinformation and disgusting content now flowing from Hamas and its supporters across X, formerly, and still to most of us, known as Twitter, in the wake of the still-developing attack upon the citizens of Israel and what's shaping up to be one of the most egregious terrorist actions in world history. Kevin Collier at NBC News says the European Union told Elon Musk yesterday he has 24 hours to explain plans to better counter the problem on his ever more useless platform, threatening investigations and potential penalties if Musk or authorities with the platform don't respond. EU authorities cite multiple instances of fake and manipulated images and facts circulating on the platform, including repurposed images of unrelated armed conflicts and even military footage that actually originated from video games. Texans, aren't we proud? A story we found via Freight Waves, which is a price reporting agency focused on the global freight market and global supply chain issues. And writer Noe Mahoney says Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador is blaming Governor Greg Abbott's border safety inspections for jamming up international trade, leaving at least 19,000 trucks loaded with $1.9 billion worth of goods stuck waiting in Mexico. Lopez Obrador has sent a diplomatic note to the U.S. government over Texas-run commercial truck safety inspections that have caused major disruptions to cross-border trade since September 20th. Mexico's National Freight Transportation Chamber, Conacar, issued a statement Sunday saying, quote, measures such as those promoted by the Texas government have a direct impact on supply chains and compromise the stability of thousands of companies on both sides of the border that generate sources of employment, unquote. U.S. Representative Henry Cuellar of San Antonio says this is yet more Republican political theater because DPS troopers, quote, cannot open the trucks. They can only check for brakes. They can only check for windshield wipers and stuff. They cannot open the cargo trailers, unquote. Juan A. Lozano and Michael Grajic at the Associated Press say that in your name, on your dime, the state of Texas executed a man yesterday whose execution delay had been upheld just Monday by the 5th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals after his lawyers had filed a lawsuit seeking DNA testing of evidence presented at his 2001 trial, but... Just as they've done to continue enforcing new laws in Texas found questionable by the courts, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton's office appealed the court's decision, which was thus shoved aside. And now, 48-year-old Jedediah Murphy, convicted of killing an elderly woman decades ago, is dead. In our continued efforts to conclude these daily updates on some kind of an up note, here comes the pride of East Texas, Casey Musgraves, who shares our sentiment that Proposition 14 on next month's ballot, which would create a $1 billion state fund to help purchase land for more state parks in Texas, is a good idea. Musgraves appears in a promotional video, which you'll find linked in our show notes, put together by the Texas Coalition for State Parks PAC, in which she says, quote, Prop 14 is a bipartisan effort because conserving the wildlife and wild places that make Texas so special is something that unites us all, unquote. We agree with that. 
Find out more about Prop 14 and all the other 13 constitutional amendments on the November ballot at ProgressTexas.org via our handy and popular voter guide, Freshly Pressed. Progressive Texans need to be in and stay in the habit of voting in every election, every time, and in an election like this... Keep in mind that with the very low turnout expected, your vote will count way more than it usually does. Early voting begins on October 23rd, which is one week from Monday. Our statewide ballot guide and links you can use to help us continue our important work are at ProgressTexas.org. Everything you need to know about voting in Texas is at GoVoteTexas.org. And that's the Progress Texas Daily Dispatch for this Wednesday, October 11th, 2023. Links to all these original stories can be found in our show notes. Thanks to your support, Progress Texas podcasts are now within the top 5% for listenership in the entire world. Progress Texas is a nonprofit media organization promoting progressive messages and actions. While campaigns come and go, we're the permanent home for rapid response media and messaging in the Lone Star State. I'm Chris Mosier. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again tomorrow.